So we've been um, we've been in the the We Are series, basically, um, kind of a, an identity of who we are in Christ, who we um, who He created us to be, what we were designed to be, and um, this one is not so much um, our identity, but it, it's very much um, who we are and what we need in order to be uh, in a relationship with God. So. There's about 15 times in Scripture Jesus says something to people when he's speaking. He's speaking in parables, and he says something. I'll get to that in just a second. But he's speaking in parables, and he says, I'll tell you in just a moment. He says something to them because he's speaking to them, trying to get them to understand who he is, what he is, what his plan is, what his uh, priority is of bringing his kingdom to earth. So God uses us in certain ways, but we have to be able to receive from him. God uses us in um, big things, little things, uh, things that may seem little, but are actually huge in, in the overall picture of things, but we have to be able to understand what he's saying. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, if you guys know me, you probably know me pretty well um, enough to say, if I'm ever doing anything and someone talks to me, I don't hear you guys. Like, we're sitting at home and Jordan's saying something. I'm just like, I'm staring at the TV or just staring out into space. And they're like, right? I'm like, huh? What? I'm like, I'm sorry. I wasn't really, I mean, if, unless I'm directly talking to you, I'm not really paying attention to the background conversation. So someone could be talking to me in the, in the background. I'd be like, five minutes later, what? Huh? Anyway, um, so Sarah's, all, Sarah's, one of the things that she always says to the kids is when she's talking to them. And she'll talk to them, and she says, are you listening to me? They're like, yeah, we're listening to you. Like Layla goes in, Sarah asks her to get her a glass of water. Kids are upstairs. She goes upstairs, my mom said quiet. (laughs) No, Sarah's like, no, that's not what I said to you. So Layla heard something, but she didn't hear what she said. She listened, but she didn't hear what, what Sarah said to her. She heard what she said, but did not comprehend. It went right out her 12-year-old ears. And Jesus says over, well, I shouldn't say, Jesus says about, uh, about 12 times, and it's about 15 to 16 times in the New Testament. This is God or Jesus saying, he who has ears, let him hear. We have to have ears to allow, we have to have ears to hear him. If we don't have ears to hear him, we will not understand who he is. We will not understand what he's trying to do in our lives and in this world. The Greek word for hear is akuo, and it basically means to hear. But what it also carries with it is one of the senses of being able to hearing is an act of being informed, the other being, being hearing as an act of learning. In the primary sense, it means to perceive with the ears. But other connotations say to give to ear to, to pay attention to, in the last part, um, the word implies to give heed and to obey. Well, you know, as, as Christians, we, we want to be obedient to God. We want to be obedient to his word. We want to follow what he says, and we want to be obedient. But that word says to give ear to, to pay attention to, to give heed to. How many of you know when you're talking to me and I'm, I'm watching TV, you're not go- I'm not going to pay you any attention? When I'm doing something, most of the time I'm not going to pay you attention unless you come right in front of me and say, hey, Matt, and then I'm like, oh, okay, what, what do you need? I'm always, I'm not focused on what you're doing. I'm focused on 
something else. So when God is speaking to us, are you being, you know, like a little 12-year-old, my mom said shut up, or are you actually say when he's asking you to get you a glass of water, are you saying, my mom told me to shut up, or you to shut up? No. God is speaking something to us, but are we hearing, do we have ears to hear what he's saying? So Jesus is talking in parables, and he's speaking in parables, and after a lot of these parables, he says, he who has ears, let him hear. And then in Revelation, within uh, two chapters, it, te- it says that seven times. Jesus says, he who has ears, let him hear. He's speaking to the church. Did you hear me? Are you listening? Are you comprehending? A lot of times we've heard, but we've not comprehended. We've heard him say something, but we've not comprehended He's trying to say something to us. A lot of times, there's a lot of times we do hear. There's a lot of times that we understand his voice and we understand what he's saying to us. But then there's other times where it's like, what? I didn't hear that. I don't understand that. What Jesus was explaining to those people when he was speaking was he was explaining his kingdom. He said, if you have ears to hear, let him listen. He was explaining the, the, the properties, he was explaining the, the definition of his kingdom, of how his kingdom operates. And he said, if you have ears to hear, if you have the ability and you have the desire to listen, to understand what my kingdom is, to comprehend what my kingdom is, listen. So, I got really in-depth and I went to WebsterDictionary.com yesterday. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, okay, what do, does listen mean and what does hear mean? You know, we all kind of have a general idea of what it means. So I, I typed in listening. It says this. It says, to pay attention to someone or something in order to hear what is being said. Pretty, you know, normal definition. Here was a little bit different. It says, here, to perceive or apprehend by ear, to gain knowledge by hearing. You see that word? It says apprehend. To perceive or apprehend. And then the second one is to gain I knowledge by hearing. A lot of times, you know, God speaks to us in, in different ways. God speaks to us primarily through His Word. He speaks to us through prayer. He speaks through us, to us through worship, through a lot of different ways, through other people, uh, sometimes a, a word from somebody, sometimes um, teaching, sometimes, you know, just uh, the Holy Spirit working in us. We're driving down the road, we hear something, or it just moves in us. God speaks to us in a lot of different ways. But we don't do what the word here means. We don't apprehend it. It says, take every thought captive. So what, what does captive mean? It means to, usually when you take someone captive, you throw them in jail, you apprehend them, you grab hold of them, and take hold of it. A lot of times we hear God. We, we're like that 12-year-old blonde girl, and we're, and then we go on and you're like, huh, what'd you say? I live with, I know Layla very well, so I'm pretty good at it. We were at the zoo yesterday and she's just all like, dad, can I have your phone? She's just wandering around the, the, the aquarium. I'm just like, you need to stay with me. And she's like, okay. And she just wants, I'm like, I'm just finally just kind of grabbed hold of her hood or I grabbed hold of the back of her sweatshirt and she's just wandering around. And I'm like, are you listening to me? Yep. And she's just like... Yeah, she's just like you know. She's so such an animal person. She's so enthralled with 
the giant aquarium and the, the, you know, the cheetahs and the tigers and every animal. And then, you know, she's looking at the meerkat. She's like, oh, they're so cute. I want to take one home. And I'm just like, okay, no, we're not. I'm like, okay. And she's like hanging over the edge with my phone. I'm like, do not drop that in the water. I mean, she's like, I'm like, and she's just running around and she's listening, but she's not comprehending because she's so excited about what she sees. And sometimes it's our own excitement about what's going on that we don't hear from God. Or sometimes it's our disappointment. Sometimes it's our pain that we don't hear from God. We don't hear what his word says. We don't hear what he's trying to say because we don't have ears to hear. We don't hear what he has to say and apprehend it. We're listening, but we're not hearing. When we hear, we apprehend, we take hold of, we take captive of that word, of his voice. So you can't hear me if I don't speak loud enough. God always speaks loud enough. God always speaks loud enough for us to hear. Sometimes it's in a still small voice, sometimes it's in a loud voice. But God always speaks. He will never speak to us so we can't hear. He's going to make us chase after what he's saying sometimes. He's going to make us strive to hear what he has to say, but he's never going to speak where we can't hear him. A lot of times we're like one in one ear, out the other. That's a very common phrase for parents with their children. Yep, I told them what to do, but it goes in one ear and out the other. So, to apprehend what God is telling you, to hear what he's saying, to, to listen to him, first of all, being able to listen to him, to get into that point of submission in, in listening to his voice, but then to hear, to apprehend what he's saying, to seize what he's saying and grab hold of it. God speaking to us, he's, he's either in a still small voice. God's always speaking to us, but we have to understand. Sometimes it's in our own voice reading scripture going, oh, yep, I need to change that. Sometimes God's voice comes through our own voice because we're reading scripture to ourselves and we're like, yep, I need to change that because he's speaking to us. Sometimes he speaks to us through people. Sometimes he speaks to us through things that go on in life. But he's always speaking, but we need to first of all be able to listen and then when we are listening, hear, comprehend, grab hold of, seize, take captive of what he's telling us. There's so many times that God speaks to us, and I'm guilty of this too. He speaks to me, and he's telling me something, and I'm like, this is great, this is awesome. He's speaking to me in a specific area, and then it fades away. What was the problem? He speaks something to me. I didn't take hold of it. Jesus had the parable where he talks about the, the the, the, the farmer. He goes out, and he's throwing seed out into the dirt. And he's throwing it, and it talks about the rocky ground, it talks about the shallow ground, it talks about the good soil, it talks about the path. And what Jesus is saying is, is this, is, I'm throwing out to you, but how are you going to respond to me? How are you going to respond to me? The good soil is hearers and doers. They take the word, it sinks in. You ever talk to a child, and they're just like not getting it, and you just like, you like want to tap on their forehead, and they're like, is this sinking in? Is it? And so our word, God's word, when it comes to us, sinks in. If we're good, so it sinks in and it takes hold. It takes root in our lives. If God's word 
takes root in our life, if we are hearers of the word, it's going to sink into the soil and it's going to take root and it's going to grow. But if we're the shallow ground, if we're the rocky, if we're the path, it's going to go, it's going to look good for a season or it may get trampled or it may not even grow at all. A lot of times seeds get thrown in our heart, but we don't plant them. God sometimes will put plant seed in us himself. Other times he gives us seed. God doesn't force us to hear. He gives us opportunities to hear. He gives us opportunities to take what he's giving us and plant it in our heart. Sometimes what is in our heart has been planted by him, but sometimes he allows us to plant those things in our life. He gives us the choice to plant those in our heart. A lot of times what happens is this, is God throws seed. He's spreading seed on the soil. He's trying to spread seed on the soil for, of our hearts. What happens is, is because we're not hearing, that seed sits there and the enemy comes up and the birds take it away. It gets stolen from us. We try to hear. We think we're hearing. And all of a sudden, hey, I heard God, but I thought I heard him, but where's my seed? Where is the seed to take root? The enemy will steal that seed when God throws it into your life. The reason why a lot of time that seed is stolen, you guys ever had something and God speaks to you or someone tells you something that's amazing and you don't write it down and like an hour later you get home and you're like, what the heck did they just say? I don't even know. And you know it was important for you. You know it was something that God wanted to work in your life and you're like, when you heard it, you're like, that's really good. But you didn't write it down. You didn't... uh, put it in your phone, you didn't record it, whatever it was, and then you're like, uh, an hour later or a day later, you're like, I don't remember what that was. That is God putting a seed in our heart, but us not taking hold, not seizing it, and the enemy stealing it, or it passing through and us not retaining it. So when God gives you a word, when God gives you, um, whether it's a word from somebody, or if it's in his word, or someone, uh, something is going on during worship, whatever it is, And you're like, in the past, I haven't retained that. I haven't seized that. I haven't grabbed that. Write it down. I don't care if it's on your arm. I don't care if it's on your hand. Don't do it on your pant leg or anything like that. But, you know, write it down. Take hold of that. So you can look back and say, this is what God told me. This is what he gave me. This is the seed that he planted. I'm retaining this. Even if you have to write it down on paper and you're like, nope, I've got it. I'm I'm retaining this. Because it may not be in the heart yet. We may not have heard yet, but I've got it. I'm going to look at it until I get it. We heard, but we didn't retain. We heard, but we didn't take hold of. I'm going to pick on some of you right now, but some of you right now are thinking, when is this guy going to be over with? I want to go eat. I'm hungry. Mercy. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. No, I'm just kidding. You're thinking about something else. You're waiting for me to stop so you can go do what you want to do. God speaks in small moments. Everybody waits for God to do this big, miraculous thing where he comes to them and shows up in a pillar of fire and a burning bush, and, and God spoke to me. God usually speaks that way because people aren't listening. God has so many more ways for us to hear from Him now. 
what happens is, is people start to glaze over and they're like, oh, I just, I'm tired. I don't want to listen. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. What happens is, is God has a moment for you, a still, small moment, a, a one little phrase, one little thing that can change your life, that will do something in your life, that will plant a seed that will grow. But we're focused on something else. We need to take hold of what he says. Hear what he says and take hold of it. Hebrews 3, 7. Paul's writing, and, and this, is, this is really good. I, I was reading through some of these scriptures, and this is actually a, a reiteration of the Old Testament. Hebrews 3, 7 through 8 says, Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled when they were tested in the wilderness. What happens is, is we start to glaze over, oh, I just don't want to, I'm, I'm hungry, I want to go do this, i got to do this afterwards. We glaze over and we're like, nope. What happens is our hearts start to become the rocky ground or the path. And when God's speaking, when, he's, when His Word is going out, when He is working, we don't hear we hear, but we don't retain. We listen, but we don't hear. We don't. We're listening. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, next point, next point, next point. And what we're doing is we're listening, but we're not comprehending. Paul says, don't harden your hearts. Don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Sometimes it's actually not our hearts that are hardened. That we have fingers in our ears going, la, 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 I can't hear you. Sometimes we don't want to hear the voice of God because sometimes the voice of God is telling us something we don't want to hear or something that we don't want to do. But John 10, 27 says, If you're my sheep, you respond as you hear my voice. I know, I know them and they follow me. His sheep know his voice. They respond, they know him, and they follow him. So if he's speaking, we know his voice. If he's speaking, we have ears to hear. We know his voice. It says he knows us intimately. That means when he speaks, it's not as a general broadcast to everybody. It says, my sheep know my voice. He's speaking to us one on one. He says, I know them intimately and they follow me. His voice is nothing that we can shut off. We can plug our ears, we can go la la la, I don't hear you, we can um, pretend we don't hear him. But if we're going to be hearers of the word, if we're going to be people who hear the word of God, take hold of it, and use the Word of God, we have to pay attention. We have to be receptive. We have to be tuned in to Him. I know you guys don't have these anymore. Some people may, but um, when I was a kid, our stereos in our car were push-button. Like for the channel, you'd push the first button, and it would pop to this area. And then you'd push this button, and it would pop to this area. And then you'd push this button, and it would pop to that area. 
and then you'd have to kind of like move it around a little bit. But you had always these buttons, and you could push them to go to a certain area. I think it was the Valari. <laughs> um, we had this old Valari that when I was a kid, and um, it had the push button radio thing in it, and it was like five or six buttons, and you'd push them, and it was like it wasn't like, hey, I pre-programmed number one. It was like, okay, I want to go to ninety-six. And I have to push this button to get to 96. And if I want to go all the way to 107, I have to go push this button and then tune it back a little bit just to get that station. We have so much, uh, you know, an easy time. Heck, you can even pick up radio stations on your phone now, and you don't even have to use a radio if you don't want to. But our, our job is not that push button. We have the ability to tune into them immediately. We don't have to scroll through and try to find out where he's speaking. He speaks to us daily. Yes, we may have to tune our ears a little bit to hear him, but we don't have to go searching for his voice. We have to be receptive. We have to have our ears. It's like our dog. Our, if you guys ever seen Bella, she's got big old ears. They call her I wanted to call her Radar, but Sarah wouldn't let me. Um, wasn't a very girly name, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that dog hears everything when she wants to hear it. She can be out in the... Cody probably knows. She's like, oh, she looks at you. You turn around. She's out playing. goes running out in the field. But when, she, when you call, she knows. She hears. She has very good hearing. I, she can be halfway across the neighborhood... And I'll just get out there, step out the back door, or step out the door, go around the house, and just go, Bella! And she's like, boom. Three minutes later, she's up at the door going, hey, I'm all here. I've been here. Um, she hears. She's accustomed to my tone, my voice, when, I, when she knows she's ran off out in the woods playing in the swamp. The same way that we need to be accustomed to the Father's voice, to hear his voice. We don't have to tune into it. We don't have to push buttons and... and you know, it doesn't sound like an old radio. We just go, number one, he's there. I hear him. We have so many ways to hear him. First of all, it's scripture. We push number one. What's his word saying to me? Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. That's how we do. We tune in and we go. We push number one. Okay, God, this is what you're speaking to me. God, what are, you, what are you saying to me? We can look at his word and see what he's saying. Every passage in scripture can say something to us. We don't have to go looking for God. We can tune into him. We can push our, the number one on our preset and say, this is how God speaks to me. I used to have this little um, radio. It was an AM, FM uh, TV radio. I don't know, it was probably, when I had it, I was probably like 12 or 13, or somewhere in that area. I think it was probably 20 years old when I had it. And it had a pull-out antenna like this long, and it looked like a big, giant walkie-talkie, but it had three bands, and I'd listen to The Tonight Show with Jay Leno uh, and, and set it up in my bed and tune it into The Jay Leno Show at night and listen to it. And, um, but every now and then, like a storm would come, and, you, 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 and so you'd have to move that dial just a little bit here, left or right, to get pick it up. And there would be times where I couldn't hear but the awesome thing about Jesus and the Holy Spirit is that when he released the Holy Spirit into our lives, that we have the ability to hear. We don't have to wait for good weather. We don't have to wait for 
perfect conditions. We hear Him when He speaks. Don't just listen and forget, but listen and hear what He has to say. Take hold of what He has, seize it, and take it and lock it away in your heart. Take it away and lock it in your heart so it won't be stolen, forgotten, or lost. We have such a unique ability to have a one-on-one relationship with God. We have that ability to speak with Him intimately. It talks about, in John it says, they know my voice, I speak intimately with them. That means He's speaking to us in a one-on-one situation. The word He gives for me is different than the word He gives for somebody else. He may give the same scripture, but He's speaking something different to each one of us. I'm going to read you um, something I was, I was looking through some things and I found this. It says, God does speak. This is Job 33, 14. The New Century Version says, God does speak. Sometimes one way and sometimes another, even though people may not understand it. Our job is to have ears to hear, to understand, to comprehend where he's speaking, what he's saying to us. God designed us to hear. When he created Adam and Eve, they heard. They heard his voice. They knew his voice. He walked through the garden. They hid. They heard his voice. And they knew who it was. And they hid. They have. They had the ability to hear God perfectly. They had perfect, intimate relationship with him. They were his sheep. He walked with them in the garden. And they knew his voice. Do we know his voice? Are we hearing what he's saying? Are we listening? First of all, we need to listen. But when we're listening, are we comprehending? Are we taking hold? Are we seizing that word? Are we taking hold of what he's saying to us? Because God wants to to grow us. He wants to plant more seed in us. But we have to have ears to hear, to to go further on than what he's moving in us at this point. Are we giving our ear to Him? Are we paying attention to Him? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes life is overwhelming and we just all of a sudden it's like, oh, i got to stop and hear God. I have to stop, get the old school radio, and I have to tune back into Him because we've forgotten how to hear from Him. I love what the implication of the Greek word says. It says, to heed... Give heed to and obey. Not just listen and hear and say, yep, I, I, I know what you said. It means to give heed to. It means to listen. Okay, what do you want me to do? I'm going to obey what you're asking me to do. Luke 8.8 8, says, And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said, Those who have ears, let them hear. Be good soil and tune in to Him. Let your ears hear and comprehend what He's saying. Don't move into the area of, yeah, I heard what He said, but I'm not going to do it. I, I heard what He said, but it, it's I've got to move out of well, I've got to move out of my comfort zone. 
Sometimes hearing from God is the most uncomfortable thing because He's asking you to do something that's so uncomfortable in your life, so um, out of the norm of your life that you're like, I don't really want to do this because I don't know what He wants me to do after that. But he says, give heed to and obey. Greek word means give heed to and obey what he says. Probably said to walk quietly. She heard walk. So, are you the good soil? Are you hearing what he has to say? Are you, first of all, wanting to listen to what he has to say, but then hearing what he's saying to you? Maybe he's saying for you to change something up in your life. Maybe he's saying that he is, maybe he's telling you that he wants a closer relationship with you, but you're not quite ready for that. Maybe he's telling you that he's going to do a great work in you, but you're afraid to step out. Give heed to him, listen, and obey. Watch what he does in your life when you listen and obey. Take hold of what he's saying to you and obey. Hearing is the first step, but obedience is the second step. When we hear what he has to say and we obey, watch what he does. Watch what he does in your life. And you're going to look back and say, why didn't I do that before? Why did I not obey what he was saying before? Let's pray.